Hey, it's Delvin. You might know me as the Dark Web from the Longbox Crusade. Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to be listening to. This has come out to play. It's a New Warriors podcast based on the 1990s series, The New Warriors. The New Warriors ran 75 issues. And Jared, you might know him as Death Probe, possibly the yard sale artist. Jared and I are covering all 75 of these issues and we're doing it on YouTube channel. Since we have an awesome DJ and Pat Sampson, AKA DJ Cristados, he's gonna take these and he's gonna strip the audio from the YouTube recordings that we do every second Tuesday of the month, by the way, if you wanna listen there. He's gonna take those recordings and he's gonna just give you the audio recording. So if you're a little bit busy, like most people are from time to time, you have an extra opportunity to be able to just listen to the audio. So a little bit of a warning. It's going to be a little bit rough as, you know, some of the things are going to be comments and stuff that happen right in that moment. But you still get to listen to some New Warriors goodness. Have fun. And remember, New Warriors come out to play. Play, a New Warriors podcast, is streamed live in front of an internet audience. You can join in on the live stream and chat every second Tuesday of the month on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search for and follow Longbox Crusade. Oh, it's oh, hey. oh, yeah. I, I have a thing I'm supposed to say. I'm, I'm, see, this is, I, this is. I went to get my bottles down, but the way they're hung up, it started to fall. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not breaking those. So <laughs> I guess we're back to ghetto sounds. Here we go. Here we go. All right. All right. Go for it. Go for it. I mean, that's close. Those are like robust bottles. All right. Sorry. Uh, and then I have to say this clearly because when I read it on like the closed caption when I see it on Facebook, I want it to actually say the words because I've seen some interesting <laughs> results from my singing. So I'm gonna right, try gotta look into as, this. I'm gonna try and sing as clearly as possible. New warriors come out to play. I, I think that was nice and clear. I, I'm rooting for it. I, I'm rooting for it. Well, Jared's rooting for me, so that's one. Oh. And and we got a show started. Hey, hey everybody. Hello. Uh, welcome to New Warriors. Come out to play. And where we're talking about the 1990s series, The New Warriors. I'm just saying this off the cuff, dude. I don't even have the script up. <laughs> Pulling it up as we speak. <laughs> I was like, I didn't pull the script up. I am Delvin on, on Lombard's Crusade. They call me the Dark Web. I, I can't even remember the origin behind that. I remember that something to do with the initials DW. Do you remember? Yeah, I don't know. And then you made some comments about looking up information. You found it faster than anybody. And you were like, oh, I'm on that dark web. And uh, I think it all played out from there. Yeah. And I'm I'm the only one whose original sound uh, stuck from when we had the earlier shows. And then we did the switch. And then we... Kept those sounds like, you know, the weasel skull and mm-hmm. guitar riffs for Death Probe and Cristados, but mine stayed the same. In, in any event, I'm Delvin, Dark Web. 
everybody. That that dude's Jared, Death Probe, Yartel Artist, Hot Nuts. Hot Nuts. Nova to my Night Thrasher. All of that. All of that in one. And usually Jared comes with a question or something like that to ask mm-hmm. me. Because again, I'm not mm-hmm. looking at the script, but that's I correct. <laughs> Fire away, sir. And I do have a question, and it is based on tonight's issue. Um, Before I get to that, let's say a shout-out to everybody in the chat. We've got Auburn Elvis, uh, Kathy, uh, the MVP. Uh, Looks like Tony Pennington, Ryan Daly, Courtney Holland. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. As I'm about to ask Delvin his question, let's see here. I'm going to use the, the cover of tonight's issue early. Because okay. that's not the cover. <laughs> it is not. Which, that's weird. Um, they didn't, when I imported them into StreamYard, they didn't import in order. But anyway, here it is. Yep, I have it too. Let's see if we can get covers on all. There we go. <laughs> so my question to you is this, Delvin. Yes. This cover clearly features the Wolverine. It does. When you think of Wolverine covers, what comes to mind? Usually a lot of violence. <laughs> well, I know, I'm talking like specific issues. Like what issues, when you think of a Wolverine cover, like what Wolverine cover? What issue of any comic? Like what's the most iconic Wolverine covers you can think of? Okay. And you people I, in the chat, feel free to play along. I can think of his origin. Yeah, that comic, right? When he fought <laughs> the Incredible Hulk. Yes. Yeah, 181. Hang on. Courtney has demanded I put my glasses on. So he goes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I remember that cover. Uh, yeah, his costume changed changed a little bit. There, there's a cover where like he has his fist here, and it has like just the claws, and he's looking all menacing. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's Wolverine one. I think you're right. I think he's got claws up, and he's like beckoning with the other finger. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another one I thought of was X Men twenty five, uh, where. Magneto is giving him absolute hell. Like he's literally pulling adamantium from his body, mm-hmm. which was just like, and especially we're catching up with the X-Men history when we cover Crusader Chronicles and we're starting to see some of the heck that Wolverine put Magneto through at that plus 10, 12 more years and Magneto's finally like, you know what? You know what? I've had enough of this. Done. <laughs> Done, son. So those are three. You got mm-hmm. any in mind for you? Uh, Tony Pennington, the one with Hulk reflected on the claws. I think that's a McFarlane cover from the Hulk run, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, over on uh, Crusader Chronicles, we just did a, a, a sort of a Wolverine coming out issue. I'm not going to remember the issue number because I'm not good at that with the X Men, but uh, uh, it's the one right after, you know, everyone took their shot. Now it's my turn. He's fighting all the, the mm-hmm. drones of the. Um, Hellfire Club on the cover. Yep. Yep. Uh, those definitely come to mind. We got the Crucified X. Yep. I remember that one. We've got the Weapon X ones. Definitely. So, yeah. Those are, those, yeah. I would say the, the, oh, and the one, the Mike Zek, the Baby Baby Zek, Baby 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 Zek, where the, he's fighting Cap coming down the shield. That mm. was dope, too. Now I'm thinking of another. I'm thinking of a Jim Lee cover from the X Men where they did a story in the past. It was Cap and Wolverine and Black Widow on the cover. That was cool. Oh, and, I know the one. Yep. And one that's up in the wall now, Days of Future Past, oh, which yes. is ironic enough, right? Considering what we're about to talk about, where Wolverine is like a little bit older and grayer, 
and he's against mm-hmm. the wall of the spotlight and he's protecting Kitty Pride. And I'm staring at that because that was a uh, frame that uh, good old Ezra Gallo got me mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. wedding number one. <laughs> Wolverine's back against the wall. That's, That's a joke right. just for you, Delvin. <laughs> all right we, we we got questions let me go to the script read the boilerplate and we can get started uh yeah come out to play as a chronicling of the 1990s series the new warriors the first volume of new warriors ran 75 issues jared and i will cover all of this first volume as i rediscover my love for the series help jared find his and we will share our love and joy with the listening audience so grab your skateboards and bucket helmets, maybe maybe some sand. I don't know for this issue. It is time to play. And we are covering New Warriors issue 11 today with cover credits going to Mark Bagley and Larry Malstead. Jared will bring up the cover at any second now. And then he's going to talk about it. Well, uh, we are definitely looking at the cover, as the banner says, but I'm going to remove that banner so you can see all of it. Uh, clearly, you have a, uh, well, one of the more interesting things is is the font of the New Warriors logo itself. It's in sort of a weird green and yellow. It's uh, not typical. Uh, but other than that, you've got some, some claims up there. It says it's the most incredible warrior saga of all time. It begins here, forever, yesterday, part one of three. And then your main action, of course, has... Wolverine in the foreground because gosh damn it, this is 1990 and we gotta sell some books. Yeah, you do. So you got Wolverine in the foreground. Looks like he's about to go toe-to-toe with Nova and in support, and this is what I really like about this cover, in support of Nova, it looks like it's Iron Man, Thor and Captain America, but if you look real close, you'll see that something's just a little off with those three characters, and I like the subtlety to where, you know, it might catch your eye on the newsstand and you buy it. And it's one of those things where on the car ride home, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> so uh, there's your cover. Yeah, especially if you, like one of the big giveaways, of course, is Captain Assyria's shield, where it's mm-hmm. not the big uh, single star that you would find on Captain America's shield. It's more of, like, forgive the expression, a Nova Burst. Mm. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Uh, so it, that that's your immediate sign that something's going on and he has the same emblem instead of the star on his chest, too. And since I'm already talking about the cover, I'll just uh, talk about all of it. It is interesting that they chose Wolverine for the front of the cover. And then like one of the questions that I would immediately ask looking at it is why in the heck is Nova fighting Wolverine? What is going on here? And I always like it that I know that it probably makes things a little bit easier to draw with the, your flying characters where you don't have to draw the lower torso. Mm-hmm. But it's so cool mm-hmm. if you <laughs> do it right because, you know, Nova looks like he's very kinetic. He's like, zoom, like he's like mm-hmm. ready to come into action and, and go into battle with Wolverine for whatever reason Nova would have to fight Wolverine, but we're going to get into that. And yeah, I absolutely do like uh, the Thor, who was Horus, I believe, and I think Iron Man was still Iron Man, uh, and Captain Assyria instead of Captain America, just in the background doing the backup, which, of course, just like you mentioned, you would wonder, like, why would these three, I mean, all three of those characters, even during the 1990s, were bigger than Nova ever was, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's right, that's right? So, like, why would those three be 
taking the back seat while Nova of all characters take the lead. Very interesting. And you can tell this is something that they were interested in. They're excited about because I mean, they're like, it begins here. The most incredible warrior saga of all time. And this is something that people were fired up about uh, behind the scenes. Clearly they wanted people to buy this book, get people's attention. What do you think about it? Just what you said, clearly they want people to buy this book this really smacks of we're closing in on our first year, which mm. is probably, and I'm just guessing, which is probably about the time that someone in the bean counting office at Marvel starts looking at those sales figures and says, what stays and what goes? And I think uh, Fabian was probably smart enough to say, we let's get some Wolverine on here. Let's get some uh, Avengers on here. We really want to boost this. We don't want to wane on issue 11. We want to wax or maybe they want to, I'm not good with moon phases, but you know, they, they, uh, they want to, right. they want to peak, not Valley. There you go. They want a mongoose to snake. I, you know, whatever. They want a crest, not trough. Yes. There you yes. go. They want to be windward, not leeward. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So that's what I see on the cover. Just from its content from artistically. I, I agree with you. I think it's really, really good. I mean, it's a very striking Wolverine in the front. It's a good drawing. A, a very dynamic. Very Wolverine torn shirt, and I like the detail of of small bits of rubble that he's kicking up with his boot. I like the Nova thing. This is about the time that I started drawing superheroes and learning that shortcut of flying characters flying so fast you don't have to draw <laughs> legs. Yeah, and it work totally works here. And then, like I said before, I really like how um, Bagley and Malstead did the alternate Avengers because if again, it's a, you glance at it, you go Avengers. Then you look at it and you go something's off. So I like the way they did that. There's only one thing just looking at it that I caught and while uh, Bagley, Mal said, and I guess more accurately, the colorist, uh, well, Bagley did a good job with Captain Assyria that you can't tell anything, but with Thor, Thor still looks like a Norse guy and not an Assyrian guy on the cover. If you look at it, that would be the only miss steak mm. that was made on the cover and i i just noticed it so um i don't even consider it an error per se but it's something that i just happened to catch i can probably get a no prize for it if i thought about it but i don't <laughs> feel like it we can rate things though one to ten nightsticks mm. trunkians Black batons, perhaps. Uh, and uh, what do you rate the cover? One to ten. Oh, it is worth pointing out, too, that we didn't have all the new warriors on the cover. We did not. Just one. I'm going to like this to the tune of an eight. Eight out of ten for me. Courtney gives it a ten. She's like straight up ten. 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 A effing ten. And I'm with you. I, I give it an eight as well. I think that it's an intriguing cover. And I mean, you know, it's Bagley and I always um, moon over Bagley. Oh, there's back to the wax wane. Uh, but <laughs> but his Wolverine in an action pose and he's not even in a classic costume. It's stunning. And his mm -hmm. Nova is very good, too. Uh, so, and, and those being the two main characters looking like they're about to go at it and five characters on the um, page, it never looks crowded. It looks like there's plenty of room. Looks like they're in a pitched battle. I like a lot about it. And 
it would make me want to pick it up and give it a look. So I think that's a job well done. And Jared, let's see how well you do when you read the cover credits. Well, let's find out as I change the banner. All right, your credits for this issue are as follows. Well, of course, it's New Warriors 11. Its on-sale date was March 26th of 1991. Its cover dated May of 1991. Cover price, $1. Your story is by Fabian Nicieza. The pencils are Mark Bagley. The inks are Larry Malstead. The colors are Andy Yankus. The letters are Joe Rosen and is edited by Danny Fingeroth. Thank you to Mike's Amazing World, where we get that information. Delvin. Yes, sir. Come out to play story review. Let's do that. The title of the book is Days of Present Past. I mean, with a title like that, you know it's about to be some timeline stuff, right? (laughs) But I feel like I can go on very long describing this issue, but in the interest of time, let's be brief. It looks like the Sphinx has successfully recreated history in her own making, and it looks like the new warrior best suited to get to the bottom of it is Nova who is now part of the Avengers of New Assyria, but has his eye on helping the Mutant Liberation Front, led by Magneto, but with a few new warriors there too, Marvel Boy, oh my bad, Marvel Man, (laughs) and Firestar. So let's talk about it. Uh, Jared, bring up a page. We will start discussion. All right, let me pull that up. The first page I brought up is that one, which is actually page... Uh, page one, I guess I could have put on there. I, I uh, Sorry for all the folks at home that don't have it. I'll try to put it on the thing. But uh, page one's kind of... I like the way they built the title of this story into the buildings in the background. It's always cool when they do stuff like that. Anyways, I, I did page two. You know, it was hard to pick pages for this issue because it's such a whiskey tango foxtrot issue. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a, I don't know what's going on. So... I grabbed pages. Uh, this one I grabbed because it's a really good shot of everyone in the, um, what are they called again? The, the Syrian Avengers or something like that. I think that's the Avengers. The Avengers. Yeah, that's right. You're right. The United States of Assyria, the Avengers place you under arrest. And you get this really good shot of everybody. And you're just like, okay, you got, everyone's got a different design. The only one that's probably closest to the original design, aside from Nova himself, is probably Storm. Yeah. And interesting, uh, she's part of this Avengers team who is trying to root out mutants. Yeah. Yep. That is true. Um, Maybe she just, she fell on, I don't know. I don't want to say side of the good guys or... Because I don't know if you can count the Avengers as the good guys here. I'm not not sure who the good guys there are, but mm-hmm. if we're taking things from the standpoint of who is you know the most decadent, you know who's the one that's on top of the social status. It would be these Avengers, and they are the Sphinx's team. So if we had to say bad guys, I guess the Avengers are bad guys, and you never know. Of course. It could be one of those if there was enough interest in it, you could have gotten, say, and heck, they would do that absolutely now in 2022. If they had like a uh, Forever Yesterday storyline now, it would probably at least go six issues. Mm-hmm. They've they expanded a little bit more. And if they really wanted to get 
more money out of it. You could have had origin stories just simply from the forever yesterday universe. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could have found out exactly what happened to Storm. Uh, you know, to make her side on the side of the Avengers as opposed to the mutant liberation front. Because they did explain it about Nova a little bit later, why Nova is in a set of circumstances, because in this world, he's a minority. And so he would have been treated as lesser class unless he, you know, but he got hit by like some cosmic ray or something like that that gave him his powers. So I'm sure there's some origin story and they just didn't get to it. My thought, and it's being echoed in the chat, was that the only reason I was like Storm being on that team could be geographical in that she is from Africa. And I think more specifically Northern Africa, if I remember correctly. And there's some thoughts on that in the chat, um, which basically that's what Auburn Ellis is saying. Affiliated through geography, same thing with Tim Price. So we, they definitely could be onto something there, more of a geographical, I know, association. Yeah, my uh, my geography is terrible. So anyone listening to this in perpetuity, I apologize. I will say that she's from Kenya. Storm is Kenyan. Not you know, they're not just saying she's from Africa. That would be like, I mean, of course, we can say that we're from America, but if we got more specific. You know, I'm from Alabama. You mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. Indiana, Alabama. So you know what I'm saying. So she's Kenyan. I know that much, and I doubt that that much changed. Uh, in the book. Before we even go into another page, you mentioned, because you're always more regimented, more schedule-driven than I am, uh, probably because you got two kids. And you read this book a little bit earlier than I did, and you were like, you've mentioned before, Whiskey Tango <laughs> Fox, right, about the book. And let's let's talk about that. I mean, I know we're probably going to get into it as the pages go on, but I'm interested in knowing exactly why you were like WTF. About- well, I mean, we went from some pretty standard team building New Warriors stories to just diving directly into this alternate timeline thing. And of course, I knew enough from our previous books to say, okay, this, this, okay, the Sphinx clearly has something to do with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I'm just like, uh, what? What you know? I was like little John reading this book. What? Yeah. Um, now, it, it, my whole problem with it is I don't know anything about the Sphinx. We've talked about that before, and there's a whole background story in here about like the Sphinx and sort of where he came from, and then how she ended up with the power and all that stuff. And being this is an alternate timeline story, though, I don't know if this is true or not. <laughs> like, is this true Marvel Universe canon for Sphinx, or is that just in this story? So I don't know. I'm frightened. I'm confused. I don't know what to do with my hands. Good transition. I I will keep all of those as footnotes and <laughs> let's go to the next page. All right. Next page it is. I grabbed, let's see, almost surprised myself to see what I grabbed. All right. I grabbed this page, which is a page. I think this is where we meet the mutant band or is it the, is it officially the MLF? The I MLF believe so. Front? I believe it is the mutant liberation front. All right. And this is where we meet them. And uh, not only do we, you know, meet them, but we also meet this hooded stranger. Well, I'm, you know, obviously intrigued about it, this hooded stranger and how they know and what they know and who they are. So definitely they built intrigue there, which is always good. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, as I'm sort of like, you know, trying to figure out which way is up and which way is down and who's the what's and all this one, 
Um, so this was another key moment where I meet more key players in this story. And it looks like Magneto's running things with the help of Juggernaut and uh, Cyclops look to be pretty strong leadership characters along with Cannonball. And this is where Marvel Man and Firestar, you know, find their refuge. So yeah, that's why it was interesting to me. Yeah. You've, if I'm guessing the story, you've got this character in the white, um, the white hood named Sage. And even at this point, Nova is a part of the Avengers, but he's kind of questioning his role there, like on all, all sorts of levels. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, like do, does anyone on the team even like me? And like, yeah, I would be one of the lesser fortunates if it weren't for the powers. And I'm not sure that I know what I'm fighting for. And I'm not sure who I'm fighting against because they're telling me that they're dangerous, but this Firestar character clearly isn't out to kill me at all. Like, what is going on? And so then comes back to his very posh apartment with the family, and this dude appears and is like, I can tell you what's up. And he's like, okay, tell me. Tell me Mm -hmm. what's up. Looks like my guess would be over the next two issues, and I'm not spoiling anything by saying that because it says Forever Yesterday, part one of three. So it's going to be a, a contained story of three issues. And it looks like if we're going to point to someone that's going to tell us where we need to go or who's going to navigate us through his madness, it's going to be the Sage character, whomever Sage is. I bet he smells delicious. <laughs> I was gonna say wise beyond his years, but you, you went a different way. I did. Two words, different meanings. Uh, a little history looks like Auburn Elvis did some background for us, which we always appreciate. Auburn Elvis says, "I was reading the original Nova Run the other day, and the first Sphinx origin story recalls the Moses Staff encounter." In that one, which was number seven, I'm guessing the Sphinx is not a fan of the Bible. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's definitely, um, and I could feel it because through our discussions and things people have mentioned in the chat before, there's definitely a strong connection here with old Nova books and, uh, I don't have that connection, but I'm learning along the way. So, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. All right. Next page. I only have this one and then one more. Cause I mean, otherwise it's kind of funny that it feels like there's a lot going on in this book, but there's not a lot that goes on. It's like, you kind of learn who the players are. And you learn a little background mm-hmm. and you stick Nova in the middle and go, eh, and that's your book. That's, that's pretty much what your book is. Mm-hmm. But I, I picked this page, which is, uh, well, let's see there. Well, they're handy that they're numbered for me on the, uh, I'll find it or not. It's page something in the book. There it is. Uh, according to the book itself, 27, but I think they're counting ads anyway, much later in the book. And uh, it's it's the Sage again. And and by this point, like we've already met Sage on the last page. Yeah. But by this point, you really have Nova in the questioning everything at this point. And I thought that was a key story point. Like I was saying, there's not a lot that happens in this book. You sort of have you meet the players, you meet the Avengers, you meet the underground mutants. You put Nova in the middle. And this is where like Nova lands firmly in the middle, you know, really talking with Sage and saying, you know, what what has happened? How did this happen? This is right on the heels of Sage giving the entire uh, backstory to Sphinx, which again I really appreciate it, especially if it's true Marvel <laughs> Marvel canon, because mm-hmm. I learned a lot. But that's just it culminated in this moment. And that's why I picked the page. This is like 
the background of the Sphinx is told, and Richard is squarely placed in the middle of this tug of war. So I will be remiss if I didn't say culminated. Now, good job. Good job. Um, <laughs> so I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say the following Sphinx recreated history. So this isn't Marvel. This is Marvel 616 asterisk. Mm. This is Back to the Future 2 when Marty goes to back home and things aren't right anymore in the in the 1980s Hill Valley. <laughs> there is there is something that happened because you remember at the end of issue 10, Sphinx realized her goal and said, I, I you know, I did it, y'all. 100 percent Egyptian breast milk, clink, clink. And and next thing you know, like it all and everything emanated from the pyramid. And now we have this world. And so Sage tells us about this world and says it all went back to the biblical days where the guy who became Sphinx, Sphinx, Sphinx fought Moses in that mystical battle, except Moses didn't win. He lost. And that's where history started to change. Mm-hmm. And something about that is not right. And it's one of those things that Nova, he sensed it. He just, he didn't know why things were wrong, just had a suspicion that things were wrong. And so this sage character comes out of the blue and is like, yeah, let me, yeah, here, here's what's going on. It's not right. So what are we going to do about it? And on the other side of things, just in this world in particular, it also looks like there are a few people outside of, you know, Valhalla, outside of that, you know, beautiful land that the Sphinx has protected on uh, Makaman Island, which I'm going to assume is like the equivalent of Manhattan, Manhattan Island for mm. New York. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and they're on the outside having to recover from a nuclear fallout of all things. And like, they're not, some people on the outside aren't happy. And then even some people on the inside aren't necessarily happy with what's mm-hmm. going on uh, with the Sphinx and her actions too. So all of that was laid out. And yeah, it wasn't the, I agree with you. It, they're like, the action hasn't hit the fan yet. This is, this is all preamble, but I mm-hmm. think it's a necessary preamble. If this, if this is a story that, they are excited about, and they're like, oh, man, we got the story. We want to tell you about it. It's going to be awesome. It's, let us let us set the table first. Can we set the table? We're going to give you the meal. Let, let's set the table. Are you are, are you going to be patient? And it's like, and, you know, me, since I've read the story from, I'm like, yes, I will be patient. But you, <laughs> what, I'm I, like, what is happening? I don't like what? it. <laughs> what what do you, what do you think about this? Like this is I will this is clearly a table setter, but what do you think about the table that's being set? And where do you think it can go? You know, I I, I don't know. Uh, it was such an abrupt change in tone. At first, I was like, I don't like it, but then I was like, you know, they they have to try other things in the straight team building stories of the first ten issues. And um, like you said, I think they clearly wanted to do this from get go because they've been teasing the Sphinx the whole time. So what do I think of the table? I think it's a good table set because even as a guy who's new to it and I don't even know a lot about Sphinx, uh, his past or her past in um, Nova Comics, I feel like I'm I'm being given that 
missing piece. So I appreciate it for a couple of things. You're teaching me a little bit of Marvel history mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know a lot about Nova. So like it's, it's clearly going to be Nova centric, which I think is cool because we've gone 10 issues and few people have got limelight a little bit here and there. This clearly is going to be a Nova's story. And I like the fact that we're sort of taking a time out from team building to focus on one. And I'd love to see that continue in new warriors where, you know, Night Thrasher gets a story and Firestar gets a story, you know, and and everyone else is just background. Um, I, I always enjoy that in team books. So I think they've done a good job, a very abrupt shift in tone, but uh, not insurmountable. I actually am looking forward to moving on. I agree with you that this is a Nova story, so much so that Dwayne Taylor was mentioned. Looks like he's a kid, though. Looks like he's he's like not a toddler, but like probably, you know, that eight to 10, eight to 12 age. So doesn't look like he's going to be much of a factor. He might be. Who knows? Maybe shows up again. Maybe he doesn't. But Nova is looks exactly the same as he did as we have known him through issues one through 10. And that seems to lend some credence to what you think about what is going on that is going to be a Nova story. I I agree with you on that. And it looks like we're going to figure out a little bit more about Nova, maybe a little bit more like the, so the three main new warriors that were showcased in the book, you had Nova, you had Marvel boy, now Marvel man in the book, and you had Firestar. And so we got to see Marvel boy mature, obviously, because he's now Marvel man. And then there's Firestar, who looks like she had a little bit more control over her power to maybe kind of sort of. So those three characters, at least, it's interesting. The table is certainly set now. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a big battle is going to be brewing, but you have one more page, so we should get to it. I do. I kind of wish I had to uh, a comment Auburn Elvis made a little while ago in the chat was Wolverine died. And that felt like a cheat on the cover. Um, I kind of wish I'd put the Wolverine death one in there because I did have a question. I don't think it's going to be that important to the story. In fact, I, I suspect we've probably seen the last of Wolverine, but, but I think if, if you look at that page, he gets like completely baked by uh, the Thor version, the Thor analog, whatever his name was. I'll never remember. Horus. There you go. Horus. And then in, in this death picture, it's basically just a skeleton. He still has tissue on his hand and arm. Looks like maybe a little on the side of his head. And my question is, is that enough for Wolverine to live? I thought it too. <laughs> you, you don't they, doubt him out. <laughs> they made it a point in X-Men where he was basically disintegrated down to like an atom or a cell. And he was <laughs> able to regenerate back from that. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I agree with Auburn Elvis's comment here about it being a callback to Days of Future Past Depth. Yep. Which I've not read, so okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely picked that up, Auburn Elvis, that it was a callback. Um, It's no spoiler alert whatsoever, Jared, to say that it was a... a one of the timeline stories of the X-Men that was very, very, very famous. And in it, oh, yeah, I know very early on, Wolverine gets disintegrated by a sentinel. Oh, okay. And it was like very dramatic because you're like, oh, Wolverine died? Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I, and um, I hate I hate to do this uh, with any amount of regularity, but I have to agree with Auburn Elvis again. 
Um, I, go I, I did this same thing. The, the shift, Almer novel says the shift, he's talking about the shift in tone of the book was very abrupt. He had to go back and make sure there wasn't an annual in between 10 and 11 that I missed a story transition. And I kind of joked with Delvin when I texted him. I, 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 I was literally like reading it. Like and I went back to the cover. And I was like 11, go check the last issue. We did I actually looked up on YouTube 10, 11. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I get that feeling. Auburn. I was, I too was like, what did I miss? And to complete the, I don't know. I would love to know why there is a gap of about a month in this between issue 10 and issue 11, because when I did the update for issue 10, issue 10 was uh, its cover date or release date was like in March, I think. And this one, uh, the release date was um, was like, no, the on sale date here is March, but it went from March being the cover date of 10, I believe, to May of this one. And it's like, huh? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm going to assume that the tonal shift was intentional because they wanted you to immediately, you know, be jarred and like, what is going on with this? Whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it is an interesting point. It's interesting that Auburn Elvis said it and you mentioned it a couple of days ago when we were exchanging texts. So. All right. Last page. Last page. And I think last page is the last page. And I really picked this one for artistic reasons. I mean, it it summarizes, it kind of crescendos the table setting issue nicely. And but we've kind of talked about all that. But it, artistically, this is just an incredibly good drawing by Bagley. It's incredibly well inked by Malstead, and incredibly well colored by Andy. Yeah. I mean, is you know, comic creator, and I, a lot of you guys who are watching this may already, may already know this, but like when you get into those hands. Um, you know, maybe as far as like pencils go, there was the little the little lines for the outside of the hands, and that's going to be it. Like if you look at the black and white ink of this drawing, the inks probably don't even cover the hands. That was probably just pencil, and then it gets in the in the hands, no pun intended, of the colorist, and the colorist did all that energy work. Um, that uh, again, that might have been sort of penciled by mm -hmm. by Bagley, but to carry the effect. The colorist absolutely hits a home run here. And it's always a good idea if you want to humanize, add texture, and add scale to add another element to your drawing that will do that. In this case, it's the cat. The cat gives gives texture and scale to the whole thing, and it's just a really remarkably well-laid-out page and a really good culmination, if you will, culmination <laughs> of the art team. This is your pencil, your anchor, and your colorist all hitting on all cylinders and even your letterer being smart enough to keep everything around the edge. So you don't lose focus on that gorgeous, gorgeous drawing. Comic books can be an amazing thing, right? It's mm -hmm. absolutely a team effort. And when you see a page like that come to life, that has to be one where when it started with, who knows, maybe it started with Fabian's idea of telling him what to draw. But then again, like I, I know a little bit about the Marvel method and usually the penciler is the one who drives things. And so either way, however it worked, it worked out very well in this case. And we got that table setting already where we saw that the Sphinx had uh, had her man. Her man was absolutely who was the king at one point. Mm -hmm. And the king was just weary of battle, was weary of living and just transferred all of the powers to Lady Sphinx 
and transfer uh, the immortality to the cat and like peace out. <laughs> and so now she's left with a world that is about to split apart and is chaotic and she's having to deal with all of it. And the mutant liberation front is within and without and pervading the whole thing. So she's, she has a battle that's on her hands that she definitely had a part in. I'm going to, I'm not going to act like she was innocent in the whole thing because she was not, but she's got, she's got a battle of multiple fronts on her hands that's coming. And it looks like, I don't know, according to that drawing that she's ready for it. We got some good compliments Mm -hmm. on the uh, cover, by the way, or actually before that, uh, well, I'll read the comment from Auburn Elvis who said, can we take a moment to admire this new Sphinx's costume? She works out and dresses to show it. And but- I wanted to jump on that real quick. Go for it. Because I had a question. I think that comment answers it. I was going to say, is this the first reveal of her new look? And it sounds like know. it is. I don't know, but I'm going to assume yes. But it's great. I mean, it's a great design. The colors are great. I mean, the green and the yellow, the headdress. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's all go on. You got more more to say to people in the chat. <laughs> yep. They were just talking about the time uh, when the book was released and it looked like there was a month gap. Mm-hmm. And yes. yes. Tony mentioned that Tony Pennington mentioned, I think it was the annuals that came out in between. And Tim Price said New Warriors Annual One came out after this art, but they may have needed extra time to produce both at the same time. Especially if Bagley drew the annual as well, which I don't know. You guys would know better than me. If Bagley, if Bagley drew that too, then that would definitely explain why there was a gap in the issues. It wouldn't surprise me if Bagley did because Bagley has that gift like a Sal Buscema or a John Romita Jr. Or like where... Fast. Like, yeah. Or sometimes Alan Davis would do it too where like, oh, you need two books in a month? I'd get it done. Like it's not going to be my A plus work, but you're going to get a solid B, B plus. And my B, B plus is better than a lot of people's A or A plus. So yeah, I, I'll have to double check for you to see. I don't think we're going to cover the annual unless you really want to. I think we should just continue with the issues. You, the, you drive the boat here, um, but Tim Price verifies that he did draw the annual. Nice. Yeah, I think that it could be worth reading the annual, but we don't necessarily have to cover it. If it's something that is important, maybe I'll take a little bit of time and just do some front reading. And then if I think that is worthy enough for us to talk about, we can at least bring it up and as an addendum to maybe 12 or 13 or something before it gets too late. Anyway. Uh, Albert Nova says, I want you to cover the annual. I mean, that's a dangerous well, thing to tell guys like us. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good. Uh, and, uh, and while they're voting in the chat, I think we can transition on unless there's something else you want to bring. No, that was the last issue. page. It's a, really kind of a, a wonky issue, but a table setter. We'll see what happens next. Okay. Oh, am I supposed to read? <laughs> yeah. He's staring at me. Uh, everybody, hang on a second. Oh, we're gonna do a uh, a warrior. The that one. That's the one. Ultimate that, warrior. That's I my work, Leia. Ah, you could have brought the banner up and helped me. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. All right, yeah. Let's do the uh, ultimate uh, war- ultimate warrior. It's hard to say an ultimate warrior for this episode in this issue. I'll put the cover back up. So, uh, Delvin, who do you think is the ultimate warrior, the, the character you thought shined the best? Let's go with Wolverine. 
Wolverine had a brief appearance, but I love how, well, I, I wanted to mention when they started the battle, the Avengers were like, yeah, take out Marvel Man and Firestar. They're the most dangerous. If I had Cannonball, I would have been like, man, beep you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll punch a hole through your face. Look at Cannonball. He just flies around. <laughs> Does he do anything? Really? And, and, and so, like, they knocked Cannonball out of the air. Horus was about to lay waste to him, and Wolverine was the one that jumped in and saved the day. And because of his actions, they were able to get whatever intel they found out about Macaman Island uh, and their big force field back to the Mutant Liberation Front. So Wolverine's actions is death kicked off the sequence of events that we're going to be reading the next two issues. What do you think? Ooh, hard to say. Hard to say. Uh, I'm going to give the ultimate warrior. I'm going to give it to the Sphinx. Sphinx has got a plan. Plan mm-hmm. is working. Mm-hmm. Sphinx got a sweet new costume. <laughs> Looking yeah. good. Feeling yeah. good. It's probably not going to end well for the Sphinx ultimately, but as of this issue, Sphinx is clicking. Yeah. You got you know, I mean, a lot of times we read these stories for the good guys, but it's always kind of good to see the bad guy or, or the bad gal get their shine too. And mm-hmm. and she earned it. I mean, this is her plan in effect. So how's it going to play out? I don't know. I D K. You know, before we get to the warrior, it just occurred to me. I am an interesting audience for this book. Why is that? Because um, as I mentioned, I haven't read old Nova, right? So this, this book is kind of like, Hey, we're going to toss some old Nova at you. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> and it's like, and we're going to do it. Like we're going to homage days of future past. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> so it's like, it's like nodding to things that I am completely unfamiliar with. I've read a lot of Marvel books in my time. Uh, just not those. So <laughs> I, I'm an interesting audience. It's kind of like when you did rookie agents with James Bond movies and you do the, eh, you know, yeah. yeah, that's, that's how I feel. So anyway, um, there's just an addendum that came to mind while we were chatting. Uh, you just a totally interesting audience. I think I am for this, but so I'll be able to judge it on the merits of storytelling and art. So that'll be Mm. good. (laughs) Anyways, let's get back to the uh, ultimate warrior. Who are we worried about? Who's struggling? Uh, Who's, who's got uh, things that are on your mind. I'm worried about my boy Nova. Nova is having, well, he's already had his crisis of conscience and he made his decision, but is that decision going to cost him? Is it going to, if it's going to help someone, who is it going to help out? It doesn't look like it's going to help out the team that he's on now. So does that mean it's going to help out the mutant liberation front? I'm a little bit concerned about that because, and then he just, he really took the advice of a total stranger, a masked stranger too. Just this dude in the hood show up in the house like, ooh, (laughs) (laughs) betray your team, dude. I got some some hot goss. And he was like, whoa, word? Yeah. (laughs) I will do that. I will betray my team. Or it looks like he's leaning that way anyway to find out what he feels is a truth that has been hidden from him. So I'm a little worried about all that. I don't know where it's going to lead. What do you think? Well, I think Nova's the obvious choice, as some people like Auburn Elvis has mentioned in the chat. Uh, so I'll go with something a little more offbeat and say I'm worried about Reed Richards. Uh, Reed Richards is the inside man. Uh, on the sequestered island. I wanted to use sequestered since people in the chat have talked about how we've used big words tonight. I saw that. (laughs) He's sequestered (laughs) on the island, but he is the inside man 
for the mutant liberation front and he's trying to help them with their machinations <laughs> but then he gets caught but then he's like the guy who caught him was like come on man and the guy who caught him was like yeah <laughs> it's like yeah, this could turn on him at any minute because he's completely surrounded by people that maybe don't necessarily agree with him so he's got taken a big risk and it's just interesting to see him in this timeline so i'll give it to reed and you mentioned the man who caught him it's worth noting noting that dude is night that dude is Dwayne taylor's progenitor i could have said dad <laughs> <laughs> But since we're driving Tim Price crazy, yeah, I'm going to go with. And so it's interesting to see like what's going to come of that too. So yeah, yeah, we have our table setter issue of a storyline that Fabian Niciesa and the team were obviously Jared, obviously very excited to tell. Mm-hmm. One to ten, what would you rate? issue 11 of new warriors again being that weird audience for it i would imagine if i was a nova fan and days of future pass it, it would probably get a higher score but i have to just rank it as a story and art package and it's still good enough. like you said at first i was frustrated about it but then i realized no it's it's good enough that i want to know what happens next and that's the most important thing in comics um and the art was strong uh, joe november was here i give it a 7.5 uh the art team coming together like they did at that crescendo at the end will give it the eight I'll give it an eight. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm at an eight. It, I understand that the groundwork had to be laid for this story because they pulled this completely out of the blue and literally set up a whole new world. So if you're going to do that, you got to explain it because if you don't, then not only did you just remove people, uh, your main characters from the entire world that you had established the last 10 issues, but then you would throw them into something that made absolutely zero sense. And then everyone would wind up just upset and ticked off at the whole process. So this issue explained everything, set the table. You got the placemats out. You got the forks and the spoons and the nice plates. And let's see what feast is going to be served. I mean, and as we know, we, we better be having a main course coming next issue because if not, I'm going to be hungry <laughs> going in 13, and I don't like waiting for my food. You got to give me something to eat first. All this food talk is making me hungry, and I already had dinner, Jerry. Mm. Speaking of food talk, my one addendum for this is uh, looking at the ads. It's very 1991 when you get a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cereal ad. Nice. With pizza-shaped marshmallows. That's awesome. That just made me feel good when I saw that ad. I was like, yeah. There was an ad in there. Oh, here it is. I found it, and so I'll share it. I, I would love to to hear what Jason would say <laughs> <laughs> with Mary Jane being on top of the building like that. That would be interesting. Um, oh, oh, and, and G.I. Joe, the Nintendo game? As a as an NES collector and player, I don't think I own this one. And I own about 450 of the original 700 and some odd games. And I don't have this. And it bothers me. Mm. Anybody in the chat want to mail that to me? Do you, do you have Double Dragon 3? <laughs> I do. I think I do have Double Dragon 3. Where you could get that spin kick. I love that spin kick. I'm pretty sure I beat all the Double Dragons. <laughs> double Dragons were fun games. Love playing with people. We are getting off the point and not mm. talking about New Warriors, but we're done. We're done with New Warriors right. 11. It's, it is history now. Uh, we will see what type of history that is coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We rated the book eight. We enjoyed it. We rated the cover eight. We also enjoyed that. 
And ladies, gentlemen, that is the show. Please come back and join us next month for the next episode. We're talking New Warriors 12, and we find out if the Mutant Liberation Front succeeds in their raid on New Assyria and what part Nova plays in it. If you'd like to hear more from us, Long Boss Crusade, we are everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, obviously YouTube. You look up Long Boss Crusade, you're going to see my face, and you're going to see Jared's too, So and Pat's and Jason's, and probably some other folks too. Please come join us on any one of those platforms. We love to have you. You can email us at contactalongbosscrusade.com. I need to update the script because we have a phone number now that Jared's about to tell you. 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone! (laughs) I don't know if anyone's gotten that. Have we ever have we explained that reference? No, I don't think we have. <laughs> okay, I don't want to explain it. I want someone to understand. Like, why are they? Why do they keep singing that? Because I was very proud to have found that. So I won't explain it. All right. We also have a, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Patreon Patreon feed. Uh, One dollar a month will get you access to the crazy, wonderful, wacky world of the Crusaders Club. We would love for you to come. We give out a ton of free stuff, and we have a lot of fun. So if you want to come along, you want to get some free swag, you want to join us on our crusade, we would love it and appreciate it. Jared, it's your time to shine, man. Tell us where you can be found on social media. Oh, no problem. I am at Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is all at Yard Sale Artist. And you can check out my wares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. Pick up the wares! <laughs> um, I can be found on Twitter at DE underscore R-A-Y 1977. Instagram, if you want to find me right now, I'm talking a lot about the 75 Heart Challenge that I'm on day 10 of right now. It's like a cult. <laughs> What's that? A cult. <laughs> it, it's not a cult, Jared. It's, it's a way to get exercise. Hashtag 75 hard. Hashtag I don't have kids. Hashtag I have spare time. Oh, oh, yeah. oh Delvin from Facebook. From Facebook. Oh, I, <laughs> LD, LD is one of my jujitsu buddies. I know he would remember it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Yes. LD from Facebook. Night is absolutely made. This is why we open up the Facebook feed. As an addendum, LD's not. <laughs> absolutely. Now, all right. I actually think that we are done. Uh, I was just talking about Instagram, which is not important at all anyway. Uh, and I think hey. that's it. Yeah, uh, if you enjoyed be- hanging out with us tonight, please give us a like. And uh, if you want to retweet or share, where if you're watching Facebook or if you see this on Twitter, you know, a retweet uh, or a like goes a long way. Or and likes on um, YouTube and uh, subscribe if you're not subscribed, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, we we would love it. We I mean we would do this if there were literally no one listening. But I mean. If I ever came on and I saw hundreds of people were listening and pay attention to this live, I would be over the moon. Like, holy crap. People just wanted to come to get together and chat and have some fun and listen to us talk about uh, the new warriors in this case. And that's what this is all about. Just having some fun. I'm talking to one of my lifelong friends over there to my left or right, depending on where you're looking at. And uh, it's all just a good time. So that's it. 
See you later, everybody. Remember, be a hero to someone, even if it's just to yourself. But most of all, come out to play. <laughs> Sorry, Albert Elves, you weren't here earlier. I tried to use your bottles, uh, but as soon as I took one out, my it started falling off the wall, and I didn't want that to happen. So I just I left them mounted as is. <laughs> Not everybody. New Warriors, come out to play. music is provided by musical genius joe november check out his soundcloud at j-o-s-e-f-l-i-n-9-9 you won't regret it